What's up? Welcome to this week's sermon podcast of Living Word Pretoria East. Here, you can listen to our latest weekly sermon for your spiritual growth. We believe that this message will really bless you. Are you blessed? Amen. And you are loved. Pastor Ekin and I, we don't speak during the week and say, hey, you prepare this, I'm going to prepare that and so. But when you listen to the sermon today, we've got the same spirit. And we've got the Holy Spirit. Amen. My title for this morning, I'm just going to start as they continue. Um, we're going to have 10 o'clock load shedding, so the power will just switch to the generator. So just bear with us while the system reboots and switches. But um, it's so wonderful. Because uh, this morning I want to speak on don't forget to remember. Don't forget to remember. Some of us, we just have a, a, a struggle at this moment, maybe to remember things. Sometimes as we get older, or we under stress, all those things, we tend to forget things. And um, I don't know if my mom and dad's listening, but they're getting at that age now when they, they can't remember if they told you a story. So we have to work hard at that to listen to the same story one or two or three times. And I don't know if I told you this, but and then we'll just, no, it's good. Yes, tell your story, it's fine. And they tell us their story. I think sometimes they speak to so many people that they don't know who they told what. At least their stories matches up, so there's no problem there. Don't forget to remember. And we're going to read from the book of 2 Peter 1. Peter, the apostle of Christ. And this is right at the end of his life. And he says some remarkable things and, and interesting things. He was the head of the church uh, in Jerusalem, and, and uh, he speaks on certain things. And I want to address that this morning. I want us to focus on that, and I want to challenge you to go into remembrance of what God is telling us and doing. So if we, we are ready, we can start 2 Peter 1. Let's start away. It says, Simeon Peter, servant of the apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained the faith of equal standing with ours by the righteousness of our God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. May grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and our Jesus, our Lord. His divine power, and the, the heading there, you don't have that heading now, but verse 3, the heading says there, confirm your calling and your election. Confirm your calling and your election. He says, His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. So, so he says that, that God's power, His divine power, gives you something. It says it grants to you all things that you need, everything you need that pertains to life and godliness. And how does that come? How does that life and that godliness and that power of God come? He says, through the knowledge. And in, the, in, 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 in creation, when it says Adam knew Eve, she bore a son. There's an intimacy. It's through the knowledge, intimate relationship of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. By which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers in the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection 
with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities, qualities is so nearsighted that he's blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Therefore, brothers, be all the more diligent to confirm your calling and your election. For if you practice these qualities, all those things, the virtue and the self-control, all these qualities, he says, you will never fall. For in this way, there will be richly provided for you an entrance, a gateway into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Therefore, I intend always to remind you of these qualities through, though you know them, and I established in the truth that you have. I think it right, as long as I am in this body, to stir you up by the way of reminder, since I know that the putting off my body will be soon, as the Lord our Jesus made clear to me, and I will make every effort so that after my departure, you may be able at any time to recall these things. So what Peter says is, is there's a way that pertains to life and godliness, he says, anchor your calling. Make sure that you know what you're called for. Walking in these things, then you will not fall. Stand firm in these things. Know, get the knowledge of Christ. But he says something interesting that we're going to focus a bit on. He says that I've got the right, as long as I'm in this body, to stir you up by way of reminder. In, in other words, he says, I'm going to remind you. And I'm, he says, although you know these truths, you know this, but I'm going to tell you, I'm going to remind you, and I'm going to tell you again, and tell you again, and tell you again, because soon I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm going to die. The Lord showed me already I'm going to die. And after my departure, I want you to be able to recall these things. We learn through repetition, isn't it? We recall through repetition over and over. In, in, in school, you've been taught, it says, Lees is a papagai. We say it's papagai werk. It's learn like a parrot over and over and over. I don't know who of you know this technology about the Alexa. Alexa, then can you, you can use Alexa for many things, for asking questions. And you can even make your home smart. So you can make Alexa to switch on the, the lights and switch off and open the garage. We visited our sister in, in, in Texas last year and they've got that. So they open the garage doors and all these things. And I see this little cartoon of the husband and wife. They sit with their bull. It's like, why is the electro electricity so high? So they've got a parrot. And then they call him, I was like, Alexa, Alexa, switch on the lights. Alexa, do this. Alexa, so the parrot was mimicking, recalling everything that they're saying. And that's why they have that high bill. All right. So today is the importance of remembering. We need to remember. And we need to be reminded of the truth. And that's what he says. Remember what you know. Now, all of you have walked a road in your life. You are up until today, you are here. You've got a story to tell. I always say, each of us, if we sit down, you've got a story to tell. You've got a testimony to share. You have a life you've lived up until this day. And now you've got something to share. You've got something to give. And, and Paul, uh, Peter says this, verse 12, Therefore I will always be ready to remind you of these things. All these things, he says, this is how you pertain a godly life. This is how you stay fast track. This is how you not fall from grace. This is how you walk in the calling, elect, make sure all those things, even though you already know them. And this is where we miss it because sometimes you're like, oh, you know, you still need to learn the stuff that I've learned 30 years back, isn't it? We sometimes have that attitude and we forget and he says, even though you know them, 
You've been established in this truth which is present with you. So he says, therefore. Now the golden rule of therefore is what? Whenever you read therefore, you need to ask what it is therefore. Okay? What it is therefore. And he says, in this case, I'm ready to remind you always of the eternal consequences of this truth. There's some truths that I'm sharing to you and it's got an eternal consequence in your life. And you need to see the importance of putting into practice these things. And that's the key verse that we're going to look at because he says, don't just be reminded of the truth. I want to stir something up in you. I want to stir something up in you. Because many of us, we know the truth, but don't always walk in that truth. He wants to stir something up in us again. He says that, hey, I want to remind you and remind you. And then once again, I want to remind you. Because he wants them to enter into the kingdom. He says there's a kingdom, there's a way into the kingdom that I want you to get. And therefore, I'm going to remind you until you get this eternal kingdom, that you enter into this, the glory of this. And why do you think we as people, we need this reinforcement? We need this constant reminding. Don't forget to remember. Why do you think we need this? We have leaks, isn't it? We leak. We tend to forget. We forget and we get busy. And, and he says, I'm going to remind you. The prefix re is what? Re means do again. Do again. Do again. Go back to the original pattern or the original state. Remember every word used concerning the, the, the kingdom and God's program for man and for, for creation starts with that. He gave us a plan. He says that here is what I'm going to do. I'm going to remind you. He says this. Here's some words. He says redeem, to revive, to restore, repent, reconcile, resurrection, return, recompense, rebirth. It's going to reward us. Amen. Remember, remember. He says all these things you need in terms of salvation and the kingdom of God. This is my program. I want to remind you. And therefore he says this, that while you know the truth, we are still bombarded with philosophies in this world, isn't it? One of our things that we like to say this day is, okay, I have my truth and you can have your truth and that's your truth. And we just give all body, they can have your truth and you can have your little truth, isn't it? And he says, no, there's a truth that needs to be stirred up, a truth that you need to know. Because the world is going to bombard us with philosophies and ways and ideologies and all these things. And he says, no, there's a way that pertains to be established in it. But if you're not stirred up and live in that truth, anchor the calling and the things that pertain to life and godliness, that's a scary place to be. It's going to lead to spiritual apathy. We're not going to be effective. And he says, I need to stir something up. We have this. He says, go back and ask the Lord. Come on. Maybe you need to go back and ask the Lord again. Just tell me again. What is it that you need to say to me? Speak to me. Open my eyes. Let me hear. What is the truth of your word? Paul does the same. Like Peter says, I need to stir up something. Paul reminds Timothy. At the end of Paul's life, he's in prison. He's on his way to die. And he says to Timothy, I'm writing to encourage you to fan into flame. Another translation says to stir up. Fan into flame, stir up, kindle the fire of the spiritual gift that God imparted to you when I laid my hands upon you. For God will never give you a spirit of fear, but the Holy Spirit who gives you power, love, self-control. 
So never be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor be embarrassed over my imprisonment, but overcome, but overcome every evil by the revelation of the power of God. Come on, so he says, stir up. And sometimes stirring up is hard work. We don't want to. Because it takes something of us. And, and Peter says, I'm going to stir you up. And I'm going to tell you again and again and again and again. Because life is hard. Life is difficult. We tend to forget. And when I die, I want to make sure you remember. What is it that leads to godliness? What it leads to, to the virtue and the knowledge and the self-control and all these things that ends in love. I want to remind you because then you will never fall. How many of you are tired of falling every time? And you try your very best and then you're going to say, okay, I've got enough energy. Let's try again. And he says, no. To divert from that, you need to stir up. You need to stir up. Stir up the gift. Stir up the faith. Stir up the prayer. Stir up that zeal that you have. Stir up that, that anointing. Stir up the spirit. Stir up the truth. Peter wants to stir up as a way of reminder. To stir up something. Come on. And he says, stir up especially the things that I showed you now. One, 2 Peter 1, 1 to 11. How these things, the virtue and all these things. He says, stir up especially those things. You need to remember those things. Because he says, all these things leads to life and godliness and power. So he says, anchor your calling. And through these things, you'll get a gateway into the kingdom. If you anchor these things and you stir the right things up, there's an entrance to the kingdom of God. The kingdom, righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy, Holy Ghost. There's many things. But we need to remember to stir up the truth. We need to remember the truth so that we don't fall. One Samuel comes, there's a victory. The Israelites, 1 Samuel 7, 12, it says, Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer. For he said, till now, the Lord has helped us. Till now the Lord has helped us. So Israel just had a great victory over the Philistines. And they know that this victory was made certain by the hand of God. They had some help from heaven. It was not their own doing. God helped them. He gave them this victory. And to commemorate this victory, the prophet Samuel comes and he says, he calls everybody together and he puts up a memorial stone. He calls it Ebenezer. And in Hebrew it means stone of help. Stone of help. And Samuel stood in, in the midst and he declares, he says, thus far the Lord has helped us. Thus far the Lord has helped us. I want you for a moment just to quickly become aware just close your eyes for one minute. Thus far the Lord has helped us. Where are you at the moment in your life? Every victory, everything that you've overcome, every success, everything that you've attained, everything that you've gathered in your life, by who is that? By which hand did it happen? You see, Samuel comes and he tells the people, he says, Ebenezer, stone of help, thus far the Lord has helped us. And he will continue to be with us. He will continue 
to help us. I want to tell you, you can open your eyes. He says, still today we have wars. I don't know if you experienced that, but maybe some of us, we have health issues. Some of us, we struggle financially. Some of us, we have relationship, broken relationships and problems. Maybe you deal in your life with major disappointments. Maybe there's things that, that you need to get free from. But you sit here this morning and you can do well to take stock in your life to see how far the Lord has brought you up until now. How far, like, like what Samuel says, is thus far the Lord has helped us. God has been faithful. You see, if I can do it like this, if God has done something here in your life, the next moment He does something here, there's another plot. The next moment God does something here, the next moment God does something here, what's the next, what's the trajectory? The next moment God's going to do what? Something here? No. Because you come into remembrance, the history of God, He says, remember God's faithfulness and how God has helped you thus far. How God has been with you. Jesus says, hey, take encouragement. Recall the words. Jesus says, I am your hope and your peace. He says, in this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I've overcome the world. Come on. It's a remembrance. It's a plot in your life. A point where God says, hey, remember. Thus far you have come. You're going to have troubles, all right? But I've overcome the world. I want to stir something up in you today. You see, the Christian church is very little different than the nation of Israel. They also struggled with certain things. And, and when we look at the history, there was a constant repetition in their life. Some things they did over and over again. There was a cycle. They forgot to remember the Lord. Let's look at Deuteronomy 8. Yes, some, something significant that happens. I'll get to the, to the background now. Let's read it. It says, be careful to follow. I'm reading from a different translation. That's the ESV. I think I, I read this one is from the New American Standard Bible. Be careful to follow every command I'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land that the Lord promised on oath to your forefathers. He says, remember how the Lord God led you all the way in the desert for 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep His commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your forefathers had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. This is a significant place. Remember God says we spoke about the plagues. What happened after those plagues? Another couple of plagues. And then they led out of Egypt into the wilderness. And what happens? Murmuring and complaining, they forget just what God did. And God leads them for 40 years through this wilderness. And finally they're learning their lessons. And Moses writes this, he says, hey, Deuteronomy 8 is right at the end of the 40 years in the wilderness. Critical in their life. He says, you're about to enter the promise now. 40 years in trial. The years of wandering in the wilderness is behind us now. It's behind us. All right. 
promise stands before us. And what does Moses say? It's easy. He says, be careful to follow every command. Be careful to follow that I'm giving you today. And what's the first command? It's still easy. Remember the Lord your God and how He has led you all the way. Remember that it's God who has led you up until now. You are here today. And what Moses is saying, Israel, realize this. You have to remember, do not forget, God has led us. All right? We've been through difficulties, yes. We've been through hardships. We've been through trials. We've been through humbling experiences and humbling times. But God was testing us and He was teaching us His way. Don't forget. Don't forget. Remember. I don't know, maybe you are in this place where you're same like this, where you're feeling tired and you're feeling stretched. You're feeling that maybe, I want to tell you, start to remember. Start to remember that God has led you up until now and that He will take you further. Start to remember, don't forget. Yes, the path of God involves difficulties. He never said that the waters is not going to come. He says, when the waters come, it will not overwhelm you. He says, when the fire comes, it will not burn you. It will not scorch you. But it's going to come. But what does he say? He says, this testing, this humbling, this trialing from God, he says, it's to do good in you in the end. To do good in you. When you're in the midst of this, maybe you don't see what good is going to come from this. How is good going to come from this? God says, hey, I'm going to do good in you. I'm going to do good in you. Remember I've led and have done everything in your life. And sometimes we need to look back at our lives and just see how far the Lord has brought us. How far the Lord has brought us until this moment. That gives you encouragement for the days that's coming. God is faithful. Amen. Maybe you're not in hardships. Maybe you're not in that place where you in trials and where you're waiting for God to say, Lord, I need to really remind you that you brought me this far, but I need a miracle. Maybe that's not you. Maybe everything is going nice and easy. Thank you very much. Praise God. Maybe everything is going well and and you've got maybe a, a little nice time, a breather, and where you just have a time of prosperity. Oh, there's a verse for you as well. It's a verse for you as well. Deuteronomy 8. Verse 10 to 18, he says, When you've eaten and satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good the land has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe His commandments, His laws and His decrees that I'm giving you to this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build your fine houses and settle down, when your herds and flocks grow large and your silver and your gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud and, I will, and you will forget the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful desert, that thirsty and waterless land with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of a hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the desert, something your father has never known. And I like it. He says, to humble you. Another translation says, to break your pride. I've done certain things, he says, to break your pride. 
to test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, my power and the strength of my hands have produced this well for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives the ability to produce wealth and so confirms His covenant, which He swore to your fathers as it is today. Do you hear what He says? The reason you are blessed is because God says we're standing in covenant. Don't think it's your own hand. And if you're not blessed yet, don't think you're not in covenant. All right, God says this, there's there, some who goes through the trials. Remember, I brought you thus far, I will take you through. But there's some that's maybe a little ahead of us. They are already through and they are blessed and wealth is accumulating and multiplying and all these things. He says, don't forget, it is I who led you and brought you thus far. So either way in your life, don't forget. Don't forget to remember that it's the Lord who has brought you thus far. How many of people have slipped away when prosperity increases? It happens. He says, remember, do not let the deceitfulness of wealth and riches cause you to forget the Lord. Jesus says it, Matthew 13. He tells the parable of the sower and the fields and he says there's different places where the seed falls and he says, as for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who has hear the, who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. We've been speaking this morning about fruitfulness, fruitfulness. He says, don't let things choke you and let the riches and the cares of this world choke the word. That's why Peter says, I'm going to stir up the word the revelation of the knowledge of Christ. I'm going to stir up this truth. Anchor your calling. Anchor these things that pertain to life and godliness. And you will never forget. But as long as I live, I'm going to keep on. That's what Peter says. I think it's right to refresh your memory as long as I live in this tent body. Because I know that I will soon put aside. The Lord Jesus has made that clear to me and I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. One or two things, then we're done. Peter is very focused here. He mentions, yeah, he says that I know my time on earth is about done. His time is short. Tell me, what are you going to do different in your life if you know time is short? What are you going to do different in your life when you know time is short? Your time to depart from this life is at hand. What are you going to do? What are you going to do different? Then maybe it's easy. Start doing it. Start doing it. What are you going to do? Start doing it. You see, because if you know you have just a little time, you're going to become pretty focused, isn't it? You're going to go and focus on the things that really matters. It's like what we say. Relationship, you're not going to make right with things at the end. With a what? You're going to make right with a who? You're not going to say, honey, bring my shoes. I just need to spend time with my shoes. No. When you're at your end, you're going to say, bring this one and bring this one. I need to make right. It's going to make you focused. What's important? 
Our problem, and that's what Pastor Eckhart said this morning, is we think we have all the time in the world. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Same spirit. We think tomorrow. Tomorrow. He says, today, I want to stir up something in you. That it leads to life and godliness. Because my time is short and I know what's important. Don't think you have tomorrow. Stir it up now. Let's gain some clarity from a man who was focused. Let's learn something from him. He was focused, using his time to remind Christians of the truth of God's word, which leads to life because he wants you to enter the kingdom. And if you struggle to remember, there's a verse for you as well. Jesus says it in John 14, 26, says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. The thing is, you need to allow the Holy Spirit, when He reminds you, you need to give attention. You need to abide and listen and say, okay, let that have full effect. Because He will remind you the things that pertains to life and godliness. But when He speaks, give ear, listen, and you'll see you will be anchored. Make sure you're calling and you will be blessed. Remember how far the Lord has brought us this far, how God has led us and that God will continue. Amen. That is it for this morning. I wanted to stir something up in your heart. Go home. Go spend time with God and anchor the calling in your life. Go and anchor what God says. Go and remember how God has been faithful because that is just a trajectory for your future. The past predicts your future. God has been there. God has been there. God never failed you. The future, He will be there. He will not fail you. Amen. Let's just stand all together. I'm going to just focus on the Lord for a last minute. Father, we just bring our hearts and our postures towards you. And I hear my spirit that God says that I'm not a man that I can lie. I hear in my heart that says, some of you, Lord, we've tried, but we're just so afraid to trust. Father, let it go this morning. Let them let go and trust you. For God is not a man that he can lie. God says, as the snow and as the rain falls from heaven and it waters the earth and makes forth fruit coming forth, Isaiah 55, so shall be the word that goes from my mouth. It shall not return to me void or empty, but it shall accomplish. It shall succeed in the thing that I have sent it. In other words, what he says is when I've said it, it will return fruitful unto me. And that's what the Lord says. Remember that it is I who make you fruitful. The ability to gain wealth and to increase. That's God's covenant with you. 
don't let fear major disappointments broken relationships don't let these things hold you back God says this morning I am in your circumstances I am in that place remember I've brought you this far and it will take you until the end that you will enter the eternal kingdom I want to remind you that what Paul said to Timothy I encourage you then to stir up the very gift God has given you a gift God has deposited and placed something within you Paul didn't he reminded him it was Timothy's job to stir up the gift this morning I'm reminding you but it's your job to go and stir up the gift that God has given you I hear some of you the Lord has been speaking and you know that God's speaking to you but your gift is lying dormant and I hear the Lord says take that up again take that up again your gift is not to impress others it's to be pleasing unto me it's to bring glory unto me that what I've given you to make my name great and when you don't use your gift you're stealing my glory because through that I want to reveal my glory you're robbing me from my glory God says he wants to reveal his glory through you so take up stir up that that what is precious unto the Lord. Father, I bless everyone here. Father, thank you, Lord, that we know that you are with us and that we can echo this word in this week, Ebenezer, stone of help, the Lord, a rock of our refuge, the one we build upon has helped us thus far and we will remember how you have led us and how you continue to lead us to fullness. Thank you, Lord, for the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father, that as each and every one goes in this week, it's going to be a short week, that we will be refreshed, that we will enjoy time together, that we will love one another, and that we will truly make time to find out what leads to life and godliness, and that we will have peace. And in Jesus' word, don't worry. In this world, you're going to have trouble. But remember this. I have overcome this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Elman, come on, let's give God glory and praise. Thank you, Jesus. God loves you, all right? God has got a plan for you, and go and partner with Him. Stir up that gift and live in fullness. Amen. Whoever needs ministry, come. We are team ready. We'll serve you. Remember next week, please go and do what we ask. Invite someone. All right, we're going to baptize. If you need someone that needs to be baptized, that's got a desire, bring them. All right, and bring them to hear the gospel and to receive the love and the fullness of God. So fellowship, enjoy this time together. Know that we love you and just honor God and be fruitful in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. If you would like to know more about who we are and what we do, go visit lwpe.co.za. You are formed to function, so let's build.